The Year One Podcast is all about the founders of tomorrow. For the first time ever, you can follow along their story as they build whatever company that they're trying to build. Listen to the tips and tricks that they find are working currently in the market, the trends up to the second. For the first time ever, hear the founder's story from the beginning. Unfantasized, realistic, just for you to learn from. My name is Marcus Bird. I'm the host of the Year One Podcast. Follow along and go start your year one. All right. Thank you guys for joining us on the Year One Podcast with Marcus Bird. We are here with Marina. She is the founder and CEO of Growth Channel AI. So as well as being a digital marketing consultant and a trainer, she has helped dozens of multi-international companies, uh, Fortune 100, and including startups, reshape their marketing to drive accelerated growth over the last decade. Marina is also a co-founder of a successful fintech marketing agency, Seven Markets Group. And now she is building a new AI technology to bring machine learning to marketing, planning, and growth hacking. Marina, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Marcus. Excited for our chat today. I guess we can start with what got you interested on the marketing route. Yeah, definitely. So actually, that, that route started like 15 years ago and something that I went to study first and, and then I just started working in the same field. So that doesn't sound too exciting, but uh, <laughs> the areas that I really got interested in were primarily digital marketing, and that's because um, of the internet, of course, you can reach so many more people online rather than in person or via traditional marketing channels, so that was kind of my go-to from the beginning, but most recently, I was really excited about growth marketing specifically. And that's because of all the kind of lean methodology that's involved there, lots of experimentation, data, lots of technical skills, and um, just overall like automation and tools. So that's uh, also really what I like more about growth marketing than even digital marketing initially. I mean, I have done lots of different things. Like I worked with enterprise companies, I'm managing their marketing teams. I worked with tech startups, but also I had my own agency for over a decade. Last year, um, I launched Growth Channel with our small team uh, here in Texas. But um, also what kind of drove me towards this area was that we were doing so much manual work when it comes to marketing but even anything else like there's just so much manual work involved and sometimes when this work is repetitive and you do that over years and years we were just thinking oh my god there must be a better way <laughs> to streamline my operations and make it more of an efficient productive process so same for like marketing planning that's something that a lot of marketing managers do and agencies do and just overall like even startup founders, or if you're responsible for your business, and if you're a smaller company, you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to actually grow my company? So you have to get to this step. And it's, if you don't know what to do, um, so that can be a daunting task. You might go research and that might take you forever to figure out what's right for you. And also then run the different experiments. For marketing managers, you know what to do, but then it still takes you a lot of time, putting everything together, going back and forth with management or clients if you're an agency. Um, so it's still a very inefficient process. And about three years ago, uh, we had basically spike in AI, machine learning, automation technology. So that's actually when the idea came through uh, to my mind and we started working on workflows and, and backend and data. It took a while 
So we just launched last year, <laughs> uh, but we are glad to, to have uh, already customers and growing uh, the tool. So that's just a little background. So now did you start this? Did you start the marketing and agencies since you've been in Austin, Texas? Because I know that Austin right now is a super hot spot for startups. And so I'm sure that there's a lot of customers down there needing your services. Um, did you start it there in Austin or would do you just happen to be at the right place at, at the right time? Yeah, so that's an interesting story. I'm glad that you're asking during the podcast. So actually, I came to Austin last year for South by Southwest. And um, me and my family, we came to Austin uh, a few weeks before the event because we thought it would be nice to explore the new city in the U.S. And we came from Frankfurt, Germany. Well, as we all know, South by Southwest got canceled and we went on the lockdown. And our flights got canceled about four times. <laughs> oh, no. And so this, this was the time when we kind of decided, okay, um let's figure it out <laughs> so <laughs> let's turn this into an opportunity and um yeah so basically we just uh decided to arrange our paperwork and figure out how we can kind of continue from here for now um and then when it's safe again we can go back pick our stuff and decide what to do next so um that was a very uh unplanned <laughs> relocation uh so to say but yeah austin is amazing i think it's i've been in about maybe 10 different cities in the u.s um that i would visit uh, like for different events or uh, visit friends or just business travel and i would say austin is definitely one of my favorites um yeah. it has an amazing vibe lots of startups here right now as well but also people are super friendly we do have quite a few customers from austin um, I mean, overall, we have lots of customers throughout the U.S., but like Austin, yeah, we have actually quite a few good customers here, too. That is like the ultimate going with the flow story right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we can't leave. So we might as well just run our business from here then. That's amazing. Yeah, we were planning to launch Girls Channel last year, but it just happened to be an Austin. So Austin is lucky to have us. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So now you are um, pioneering and heading up the use of AI within marketing. So what what exactly is AI? What role does it have within marketing? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so AI is artificial intelligence. And um, we actually at Gross Channel use AI to automate and machine learning to automate some of the research uh, during the market um, research phase, competitive research with, that you do before generating your plan. After that, we use also AI to actually identify your ideal customer segments. So we actually generate personas for you, for your marketing plan. We'll tell you what their goals are, what their challenges are, what in, who influences their decision, how they make the decision, what they like and don't like, and what's the best way to reach them online. Our tool then also actually maps the customer journey. So our tool identifies where those people hang out, which channels they use, what content they consume, and then presents it to you in a, a nice visual way uh, that also makes it very tactical and um, then easy for you to implement for your marketing activities. But there are so many different use cases of AI. I think, uh, so we picked this very specific niche for marketing planning, but there are tools that help you optimizing your ads. Uh, so just looking at the different bidding strategies and um, there are tools that can help you with pricing strategies. So we can see it actually almost every day when you book something online, mm -hmm. like price would change, right? Um, so they also use smart pricing tools 
Um, there are AI tools for content personalization, lots of e-commerce companies or content um, publishers use that to basically recommending the content based on your past behavior or interests. Um, I mean, AI is all around us actually nowadays. Oh, yeah. um, so there are so many different applications of it. Um, there are, you know, tools that can help you with writing even content nowadays, tools that can help you with generating even your visual banner campaigns and video ads nowadays as well. So, so many different applications. I cannot possibly <laughs> squish it all into one short answer, but yeah, definitely like you can check out even like Googling um, uh, AI marketing applications. And there are so many also articles about it. I think that's a very hot topic nowadays and there are thousands of applications. So would you say that growth, growth channel AI is for um, startups or companies that have uh, significant revenue or who, who, who would be the ideal uh, customer for growth channel? So right now we work uh, with startups. We also do work with SMBs. We have um, not too many SMBs, but some of them. Um, and then we also work with agencies and enterprises. Um, so I would say the bigger portion of our growth is actually coming from agencies and enterprises. Um, so they have just more resources and more frequently planning those campaigns and marketing plans. Um, for startups, it's usually like, hey, I might take a long time because I have not, I don't have too many resources. My growth is much slower. Um, because of that, maybe I like budget or I have so many other priorities, especially if I'm a startup founder and I'm making this marketing plan. Um, I might be doing product marketing, business development, and a hundred other things, right? So <laughs> for startups and SMBs, um, we have quite a lot of them in terms of the number of users on the platform. Uh, but at the same time, majority of our actual like financial growth is coming from um, the other segment. Gotcha. Because I, I think that the the creation of the personas and having the channels in which those personas are frequent, frequently, the um, way that you can track spin, like that, that's all super important research, especially not only for those enterprise level companies, but especially for startups when they're trying to get their uh, product market fit and understand exactly who they're selling to and why those people are buying. So that's, that's definitely a great space to be in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, startups love it, I think so far. So uh, we also are adding more and more features for startups to make it easier to also optimize their performance. So actually, recently we have added smart notification system for analytics. So you can connect your website analytics to our tool and it will tell you whenever there is an anomaly detected, uh, give you also ideas and suggestions for optimizing your performance right on spot. And we'll also give you kind of a summary on a weekly and monthly basis of what has happened. Uh, so you don't need to actually dive deeper and try to figure out how Google Analytics works. Our tool will tell you, let's say, hey, your bounce rate went up 10%. It happened from this traffic coming to this page. And here are the things that you can do to improve it. To oh, wow. It okay. For you. Yeah. So you're actually doing suggestions as well. That's that's really great. Yeah. Startups like that specific feature so far. Um, agencies don't really use it, but I think they use our tool mainly for planning. 
But for startups, yeah, they really appreciate like those um, kind of value adds to help them optimize their experience um, yeah. and growing their business on an ongoing basis. That's awesome. So now um, let's let's take a look at your team here. So you are the co-founder and CEO, I mean, the CEO and founder. Or would you consider yourself on the technical side or are you the, kind of just the brains and the marketing? Yeah, so I'm responsible. Uh, I mean, within our team, of course, I do lots of different things, um, right. but I'm not actually doing the coding so i help with workflows and overall like product strategy and things like that but the actual coding uh happens by our team members so we've got alex who is our backend engineer data analyst and machine learning expert so he's the brains between the whole um automation <laughs> and suggestion and engine and all that then we have uh Oli, who is doing our front-end development and making it look awesome and user-friendly and we have Oha as well, who is basically creating those designs and UX experiences. Um, so that's kind of the core team. And we also have Gerardo, who is helping us develop new features within the backend space. Uh, we've got Scott, who is handling our bigger accounts management, business development stuff. Um, so we've got a great team. And also we have Tina on board, who is also uh, our marketing associate. So uh, lots of great people on the team. Yeah, sounds like you guys have a pretty nice sized team here. Of course, one of the responsibilities for the founder is to organize and recruit these uh, team members. How did you go about getting such a solid team? Yeah, that took a while. Um, so the initial team is Alex, me and Oha. And so that took me a long time to find the right people, like initial people for the project. So I was actually researching them. Um, I think like Hubstaff was very helpful for me. So there's this website, talent.hubstaff.com and they have like lots of different filters that LinkedIn doesn't have when you look for people uh, for like a, uh, for a specific project. Major key alert. So that was very helpful for me. Like I could input uh, the skills, specific languages that they code in and specialize in and um, like if they have their Behance portfolio connected and CV attached and stuff like that. So that was very useful in the very beginning stages, which was three years ago. <laughs> but um, these days when we uh, hire someone, so for example, Herardo joined us in December um, and Tina also, I think, last year. So uh, for a lot of um, more recent hires, uh, we usually just prepare a nice job description, post it on LinkedIn, let it run for a few days, collect um, collect applicants, interview applicants, uh, do uh, basically assessment via short case study, have follow-up call with someone from the team and then kind of make the decision. So that's the usual process nowadays for new uh, newcomers. <laughs> okay. So listen, I'm looking at your uh, pitch deck here. So I see that one of your customers on your customer feedback slide is Brain Spray. Um, so brain spray, if I'm not mistaken, is another pioneer. Yeah. Okay, they're okay, one of my it. first customers. Uh, one of my favorite customers. I think they have done multiple, like from the startup ecosystem, I think being a startup, they have done the most marketing plans, mm -hmm. uh, I think with us. Um, and yeah, the Lawrence is an amazing guy and he does give us lots of feedback on an ongoing basis. So yeah, one of my favorite, um, customers for sure. One of the first as well. So, so did you guys meet on the Pioneer app? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I haven't met him in person but <laughs> on the Pioneer app. <laughs> indeed. Gotcha. That's that's awesome to to be able to see uh, startups helping each each other. Lorenzo from Brainspray says that we were struggling with research and mapping out our personas for a few weeks. Uh, but the input of Growth Channel really helped us to get on track and focused. And they were able to more than double their revenue uh, just within the last month. So when, when it comes to a company or a startup being able to more than double their revenue, what, what are those key insights that Growth Channel um, may be showing them or maybe bringing to light, hey, you should change this? Or like, what's some of those major things that you kind of start to, to, to see that businesses can do more and do better in these different uh, areas? Yeah, so that kind of depends on, on very much the business. Um, I mean, for startups, uh, let's say SaaS startups, technology startups, um, and if you're a technical founder, a lot of times just doing anything in terms of marketing is helpful because what happens most often is that you only focus on the product, but then forget about the sales. Um, if you're targeting especially like enterprise companies, then you have to start selling early and you can do pre-sales uh, most of the times as well and um, with enterprise level kind of sales it might also take like 12 months sometimes to even close a deal so you definitely want to start early uh, and not have a product first and sale later but uh, have them run in parallel or even sale first and then um, the product um, so it, it really depends on the business it's hard to judge um, uh, every business is very different and with our tool what happens is that uh, it will identify the micro segment that you're in and then also generate that marketing plan, run it through a simulation. So to identify different areas that are working, what is not working, and then suggest the best working strategy for you in your final marketing plan output. Every business is very different. It's not like, hey, uh, my competitors, this most probably will work for me too. So that's usually not the case. So you really have to kind of personalize and figure out, okay, who am I targeting? What's my budget? What's my focus? What's my objective? Um, what do I already have and what I don't have? What are my kind of SWOT analysis type of thing? Um, and based on that, try a few experiments um, and identify basically what's working, what's not working for you if you're doing any new. How would you say that AI has improved or changed the way that we can market now? Yeah, so I think just giving more resources at our hands. So let's say if you're uh, using maybe one of the marketing automation tools, which there are so many, right? Um, some of them use also AI. Uh, so it's basically making it easier for us to do mass marketing with personalization, I call it. So you can target large audiences, but still keeping it very, very personalized. So taking an example, uh, maybe like those personalized images, right? The ones that have maybe include the text overlay on them with your name, your website, screenshots, all that stuff. And you can send tens of thousands of those emails. So you don't need to customize each image. You just set the parameters there and boom, it rolls, right? So this is maybe a nice example. One of my favorites, I think, these days. Um, then uh, let's say optimization. Like you would usually have like an actual person, full-time person doing optimizing all the campaigns. Um, on a monthly basis. And um, nowadays there are some tools that you can use even on autopilot for that. And a lot of enterprise companies do that uh, to basically uh, automate a lot of that work. Um, with, with planning, it's the same. So basically um, while our tool will give you the data, 
you can then focus more on the creative side of things, on the branding. You can mm -hmm. focus on identifying what are those kind of creative opportunities for you. Um, I think the creative part is definitely something that maybe AI doesn't really do that well yet, maybe sometime in the future. But yeah, it also gives you more opportunities to focus on those areas that AI doesn't cover. So say you're an enterprise company or startup and they come across growth channel AI, what's the process like to get them up and running and start to get insights on data? So uh, it's actually very simple. Usually we just uh, register on our platform. And the first thing that will prompt you to fill in a short questionnaire. Through this questionnaire, uh, it's always gonna ask, okay, what industry do you operate in? What's your landing page for the website? Who are your top competitors? What's your competitive advantage? Um, what's your objective, uh, right? So how do you measure it? Um, so a few of those questions to identify the micro segment. Um, after that, it will connect to our 500 plus different data sources to do the market analysis. Um, and then once there all the data is in place, connect to social profiles, identify the target population that you would be targeting, segment it into personas, then look into where they hang out, do the customer journey mapping, put your campaign into the simulation. Um, so the simulation will basically, it's like A-B testing on steroids. Oh, okay. So it, it's like a virtual environment where you don't need to spend any media budget, but you already do kind of an A-B testing for different opportunities, like thousands of different strategies. And Arto will tell you in the final plan, hey, this is the best strategy for you. On top of that, uh, on top of just presenting you the data, it actually does report writing. We also use GPT-3 technology for report writing. So actually um, in the final plan, it also tells you what all that data means. Um, so you can just read it nicely if you don't understand the data. You smart. You very smart. Well, that's, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, so it sounds like it's a simple sign up and then there's a lot of computer stuff on all on of the back that end. is happens in the back end what yeah. happens with you is you fill in a short question and then you get this beautiful plan the rest <laughs> is happens in the back and the end. rest of that stuff's like there <laughs> yeah that sounds that sounds awesome yeah what do you know now about the process and about ai marketing what do you know now that you think um either a lot of people don't know or is a common misconception that's an inter interesting question so um I think AI marketing can go far beyond where we are right now. So with cross channel, our strategy is also while we are now focused not on planning, we definitely want to expand into activation of those campaigns to make it easier also to launch your campaigns throughout the platform and then also pass into the optimization. So very few companies right now are actually using optimization on autopilot using AI. And those who don't also do that, they actually require lots of data to be uploaded into the system. Um, but for startup, like let's say you're just kicking off, um, you don't have much data. Like you haven't even done any ads in the past. Like um, how are you gonna put that on the And I'm not a marketer, let's say I'm a technical founder, but I wanna run SMS. ads. I don't know how to do that. I would love to have them run an autopilot, right? Um, so with our tool, because we already have all the data in place uh, from various external sources, um, so we are actually able to optimize the ads uh, eventually also on Autopilot. So that's something that we're working on right now. It's still in process. Um, so first we need to launch the activation module and from there we'll move into optimization. 
but um, definitely like this is something that uh, I think is also the future, um, making sure that you can run those um, ads and other campaigns on autopilot. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah. So, so what, what else would be on the future roadmap for a uh, growth growth channel? Yeah. So like bigger vision, that's basically what I described to you, making sure that growth channel is your ultimate dashboard for everything's marketing. So you can plan your campaign, activate your campaign, execute it, and also actually put it on autopilot for optimization. And then it's basically a circle right before you jump into the next campaign. So uh, that's kind of our goal there, um, making sure also that you have all the necessary reports within the dashboard for your marketing funnels. Um, so that's the bigger vision. Uh, short term, uh, we are right now working on um, two-factor authentication. We are working on um, connecting more analytics tools to the dashboard so that you have more insights. Uh, which are personalized for you. We are also working on um, our content writer module within the tool um, to offer it to you to make it easier for you to plan other campaigns um, and other content opportunities that are not necessarily related to your marketing plan. Um, well, at least not this specific marketing plan. Maybe you are not ready to generate the book plan and just want some content. So uh, that's also going to be part of, of the dashboard very soon. So those are some of the things that are coming up next. So now do you support each um, social channel like Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok? Do you do you pull data from from each of those uh, social apps or do you just mainly pick like one or two and just kind of go with those? Yeah, our tool focuses on multi-channel campaign planning. So within one campaign, you almost probably have more than one for sure channels. I think for a lot of kind of enterprise B2B focus when it comes to social channels, it's mostly like LinkedIn, maybe sometimes Twitter, but for um, everything else, like if you're targeting startups uh, or SMBs in terms of the business, um, but also like if you do e-commerce or B2C anything, then it's most probably you're gonna have like much broader range of different social tools there. And then on top of that, many other channels. So also to cover a website, email, blog, um, other external websites like publishing platforms, review sites, directories, aggregator sites, uh, podcasts, and a whole bunch of other stuff, basically. Time for the year one hot seat. Questions that need answers. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, so this is the year one questions that need answers, general, basic um, questions that VCs love to ask. So the first question here is, what is your business model? Sure, so um, most of our customers are in the subscription um, pricing model. So we have three main tiers right now, launch starting from $25, um, and then we have two other tiers going up to $500 a month. We also have one-off uh, version at 350 for people who just want to try it out and see how it works. Uh, with agencies, it's usually a thousand bucks for plan per customer. And then we also have custom enterprise solutions uh, on demand. So um, those are slightly different. So we have one-offs basically, and we have subscription. So are you going to also offer a white label service where um, if I have my own agency, I can put my logo on top of your website and run it through your AI that way. Yeah, we already offer white label version for our agencies that we work with. And also whenever they have the kind of the final marketing plan, 
Um, it also comes in an editable format for them. So then they can adjust anything they want before they send it to the customer. So compared to your competitors, uh, how do you compete with respect to pricing, features, and performance? Sure. So we are very different from the um, competition. So the competition right now, we identify first um, project management tools. Um, then there are templates, uh, interactive templates, so like Snaply or AHA. Um, so basically they give you different blocks that you need to fill in, let's say for your personas or customer decision journey, but then you still need to fill it in yourself. Um, or there are also some simulation tools like funnel simulation tools um, that will basically tell you what will be the performance if this is your funnel. But again, you still need to build your funnel. You need to know and have some ideas about it. Um, with our tool, it basically tells you everything, uh, what it should be and what's the best version uh, considering the simulation that it will go through. So um, we have the differentiation with us is that we are also a data company. So we actually provide the data on top of the template. What are the top things that your customers want? Yeah, um, so right now um, our customers are very different, right? We discussed our different target uh, segments for customers. Uh, for startups, so they're looking uh, at more tracking and activating their campaigns. Uh, for agencies, um, they're, I think they, they seem to be pretty happy right now. So they're basically looking at uh, cutting down the time that the simulation takes, so maybe even shorter. Mm. Um, I think those are the main asks right now that we hear, actually. And also for agencies, like making sure security is top-notch. Um, which is already top-notch, but we are adding this to factor authentication, for example, right now to make it even better. <laughs> right. Uh, will you, so I know I saw in your pitch deck, so will, um, are you still in the process of fundraising? Yeah, we are fundraising our seed round. So we have raised 160000 from family and friends and um, the startup accelerator Sputnik ATX out of Texas. Um, but yeah, we are still raising our seed round right now. We are looking for half a million dollars to make sure that we do all those cool product development things, uh, can hire more people on the team, um, and, and scale more and faster. We actually have been growing mainly organically so far. So we have spent about 300 bucks on ads. So we are really wow. organic so far and, um, uh, would love to be able to spend more, of course, on advertising. We have some great offers there, but we have been kind of saving the stuff for our runway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, once we have the investments on board, we'll be able to spend more on ads and other sponsorship opportunities. So do you prefer debt or equity when it comes to that fundraising? Yeah, um, you know what? I'm not a financial geek, so it's really hard for me to define. Um, we have had a few conversations like, um, to have kind of revenue-based uh, mm. things mm -hmm. uh, there. Uh, we had some conversations around debt, loan. Um, I think equity is my preferred version because that way you're also actually going to be involved in the company and we're not just looking for money, we're looking for a strategic partner who would help us grow. Um, so in that case, I think equity is our preference. It's not just about money. Uh, where do new users come from? or your new yeah. customers come from? Yeah, great question. So a lot of our customers are coming through events like this. We also have um, community presence. We've got great content marketing, overall inbound marketing uh, strategy that we're executing upon. And a lot of our agency customers are also coming from direct outreach. 
And then how many current customers do you have? We have a little over 1,000 customers as of today. Majority of them are startups and SMBs, um, but we also have some great agency producers. What advertising will you be doing once you raise the capital to push out a marketing plan? So there are actually some very niche, uh, great event opportunities, for example, AdWorld, AdWeek, uh, that we're in conversations with that are specifically targeting and like agencies, for example, are reading those things every single day. And um, just being present there in in the better manner will also help us uh, grow better. So so some of our core channels um, that we have identified, but also of course, just pushing out more Facebook ads, Instagram ads for marketing opportunities for for startups, that would be also great. For startups, uh, we see um, technical founders aren't exactly fans of that. So with them, organic approach actually works really nicely. Um, and for non-technical founders, they uh, do appreciate the marketing and other opportunities that come along. Uh, when we did test the, uh, the ads that we were running, so um, it's also basically splitting the databases, but for Facebook and Instagram, we only do remarketing. So what we do actually, we uh, scrape opportunities from LinkedIn, being it very niche, and then we upload as a marketing list to Facebook and Instagram, making sure that it's very targeted. In a perfect world, what does uh, growth AI look like in five years? Yeah, great question. So I think that's the day that you can focus a lot on like strategy, making important decisions, being creative, um, focus on your brands, like bigger picture decisions. Um, and leave all the kind of routine, boring stuff, <laughs> let's go it this way, to automation. Um, I think a lot of those uh, repetitive tasks that take a lot of time, they're not always uh, making us productive. And then also we get less creative. Um, and it doesn't let us really focus on this big picture and the bigger vision, the strategy that we should be focusing on. So um, definitely like, in the perfect scenario, that's something that we want to achieve with Cross Channel is making sure that you have the time and opportunity to focus on this bigger picture, be creative, focus on your brand, the strategy, um, stay creative um, while you can automate a lot of the tasks that can be automated with AI and various tools. Well, this was our conversation with Marina. Good job. All right. <laughs> with Marina from uh, Growth Channel AI. You can find her website at um, growthchannel.io. Again, all the links will be in the uh, podcast description. So if you just scroll down there, you'll see all the links to the good information. The website is definitely designed very, very nicely. So go check it out. It is well worth the search. Uh, Marina, thank you for being here. And it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Marcus. I want to give out a huge thanks for listening to the year one podcast with Marcus Byrne. If you are like me and love startups and meeting amazing founders, please check out the year one podcast.com for more information, the links to the different founders and episodes that we've had on in the past. And if you know of any founders who are trying to gain exposure and bring their product to the world, have them fill out the quick sign up form on the year one podcast.com website. It's like three or four questions. It's a general overview. We want to get just a little bit of information about what they are building. Well, that's all for now. Look forward to seeing you back here for our next episode. Until then, go out and start your year one.